this week on Deep Night. And he said, well, this, this size will amplify things. I said, well, I want the amplifier. This amplifies uh, uh, male energy. Get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, friends. Welcome once again to the Deep Night. This is the hour of regrets and revelations, and I am your host, your spirit guide, Dale Seaver, and I pulse with the energy of a thousand dying suns. The mighty Libra is in ascension, and that means we have a wonderful show for you this evening. We come to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And even the Gowanus Canal has a little autumn shimmer to it. No doubt that's due in part to the recent accident at the Superfund Fall Festival and Day of Anything That Falls In Will Be Dead party, the planning of which consumes so much of our weekly community board meetings. At this usually fun annual event, a small crew of inexperienced volunteer sailors gathers on a decommissioned water taxi filled absolutely to the brim with pumpkins. The pumpkins are grown organically on a rooftop in Bushwick and then ferried on the R train to the new walkway around the Gowanus Whole Foods. Neighborhood children line the banks of the canal in anticipation of a visit from the pumpkin boat, hands outstretched in hopes of receiving their very own giant gourd for their porch or playset. They're adorable, they are, waiting as they must for the pumpkin tossing to begin. Well, this year the weight of the pumpkins was too great on account of all this rain we've been having, and the boat began to take on water from the canal, and in short order the screams could be heard all the way to Canarsie. I guess one of those hearty volunteers was wearing a lot of body glitter or had a lot of butter in their brunch, because as their bones dissolved... It gave the roiling surface a kind of magical sheen in autumn hues of red and gold. So we thank the goddess for silver linings. Our show today is the first live show of the season and the first in our new home. How about that? The world-famous Slipper Room on New York City's famed Lower East Side. Yes, following the pure joy that we had at this event, we've been asked to return, and so we shall. Beginning Wednesday, November 23rd, we ride into the breach once again with a big live show. The details will be posted on our website, which is the place where I post all of my details. Then we'll return in January, March, and May to round out the season. In the meantime, we'll continue weekly episodes with some of the leading figures from comedy, film, music, drama, and the literary realms. I hope you had a chance to pick up Tara Clancy's book. Speaking of literary, it just came out, The Clancy's of Queens. Here's another one that you should add to your deep night reading shelf right next to your hammock. Ghostland by Colin Dickey, all about haunted places in America. And we're going to discuss that one in an upcoming episode, if everything works out as planned. Sometimes plans don't work. And by all means, go and get tickets to Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 as directed by Rachel Chavkin. It opens in previews on Broadway on October 18th at the Imperial Theater. Look for Dan Kennedy's new book of sad recipes to come out soon. Rosebud Baker is always on the bill around town in New York. She's rising through the New York comedy competition as we speak. Uh, Now, on to the show. It's a fine hour of entertainment where we all experienced something. We were all vibing together, ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you how much fun this was uh, uh, to be a part of. It, I, I trust that it will come through to your ear holes as you listen to me and my guest, uh, comedian Rosebud Baker, writer and storyteller Dan Kennedy, theater director Rachel Chavkin, founder of The Slipper Room, James Habaker, and our wonderful theremin virtuoso, oh, 
Oh, have you been that close to a theremin lately? Uh, Cornelius Loy provided the music throughout uh, uh, this program. Julie Cruz, oh, well, she caught the flu. So we did a little scene in her honor from Twin Peaks at the end of the show. I should say, I'm not sure if I set it up properly, but the scene that you're going to hear is word for word from Julie's scene in the series. One of them, and it takes place at the mysterious and menacing Bang Bang Bar and Roadhouse. Thanks, really, to all who came out for this special edition of the show. I look forward to seeing you at future iterations. So now, let's go into the deep night. Recorded live September 28th from the Slipper Room in New York City. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Deep Night. <laughs> I'm so thank you for all of this beautiful energy out here. Some wonderful purple beams coming from back there. Thank you. That's so nice. I'm Dale Seaver, <laughs> and I'm your host for the evening, and this is so marvelous to be here at the world-famous Slipper Room in New York City. Yes. Fantastic to be here. We're celebrating tonight's a season premiere uh, of our ninth season. Yes. Thank you. Nine. Thank you. Nine, uh, nine seasons. Nine, of course, is a very uh, magical number, probably. And it probably uh, speaks to wealth, I think. <laughs> I hope. And maybe fame, could it be? And... Uh, lucky, I'm sure it's very lucky. The thing is, with the number nine, once you start thinking about it, you're going to start seeing it all over the place. <laughs> it's true. Everywhere you go, nines just appearing. A lot happened for me during the off time, during the break between seasons. I was on a boat. Uh, I uh, ate a number of world-class potatoes. And uh, I got married. <laughs> for the second time. Thank you. I know it was a surprise to me, too, and not something that I had expected, but when you meet a powerful energy healer on a lamb ranch in Sun Valley, <laughs> you go with it, you know? <laughs> so Galinda has been such a powerful presence in my life. She'd be here, but she's out uh, looking at vortexes in Sedona, and she's just... She's instituted a number of great changes uh, uh, around the house, which are great. She's got me a new wardrobe. Thank you. Man, a lot of black is very slimming. A lot of um, snug-fitting turtlenecks, and, um, which is great for me. And uh, no mock turtlenecks because I don't like to put anybody down. And it's just she's got me going. Uh, she said, why don't you quit your job? So I said, okay. <laughs> And so I have, and now I manage her schedule with some clients, and uh, I do a lot of meditation uh, 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 practices and things. It's just been very, very positive. It's very exciting, and uh, I've even, you know, the thing is, <laughs> how are you? How are you doing? I don't do crowd work, but the thing is, when she starts to engage with the energies that are out there, you know, I had to kind of find a place uh, for myself, and uh, I've done that. Uh, so <laughs> I just got back from uh, laying down a number of tracks for some guided meditation uh, tapes 
probably about 18 cassettes in all. And it's, really, it's been so wonderful because, you know, I, just, I thought I'd give you a little taste of it, if you don't mind. <laughs> You'll have to buy the full package to get the whole deal. But it's really great. I just go along, and this is just an example of one of the ones that I was doing earlier uh, today. Um, so, you know, the person would put on the headphones, and then I'd be right, right there. So it's, um, you know, you're, you're on a path, and it's outside, and it's very sunny, uh, but not so sunny. So if you have a little bit of uh, sunscreen, you're fine. Maybe a light sweater. If you've got a light sweater with you, it's fine because it gets cool, cool at night. But, guys, I, I want to encourage you to stay on the path because that's a big rock over <laughs> Over there, be careful. Is that poison ivy? And also, you know, I hope you remembered your uh, bug spray because that's a lot of mosquito. It just is very relaxing. I think for people, it goes on and on for like seven hours. And it's just, it's important to be grounded is what I'm saying. It's important to uh, have a kind of tether to the real world, which is what I try to bring uh, to it, which, is, uh, which has been a lot of fun to do. And Galinda, she's really centering me. You understand, I am just like a slab of clay on that potter's wheel, and she is a mighty forearm just <laughs> pushing and pushing on me until I cease to wobble. It's a beautiful, beautiful relationship and very sexual, very sexual. Um, I've also been instituting some new yoga practices. I have a new uh, yoga thing that I'm just about to launch uh, called Conference Yoga. It's where a number of us uh, decide uh, to uh, buy just a block of hotel rooms in a distant city, and uh, we'll fly there at great expense to ourselves, and then we are, uh, you know, we might have some breakfast or something, and then we meet in a windowless conference room. And we all have name tags on. And then we go around the room and we state our name, where we're from, and a little something about ourselves. And we go on and on like that until we pass out from boredom. <laughs> it's very, as I said, grounding and relaxing and well worth it. Well, we have a wonderful uh, show for you tonight that we're going to get into. Uh, we are definitely going to be exploring some wild things. And, uh, you know, we're going to really uh, uncover the deep night within all of us. We're like spiritual spelunkers going to our dark crevasses on our bodies. So something to look forward to as the evening progresses. Yes, now uh, one program note. We have to uh, talk about this up at the top, a slight adjustment to the way things are going to go. Uh, I received uh, a word relatively late that uh, a dear Julie Cruz has taken ill. She has uh, come down with the flu and she is unable to be here. That is, of course, sad, but um, she's, I said, well, what do you want to tell the, the people? And she sent a note, so I thought I would read that to you. And uh, very heartfelt indeed. Hey, all of you, all capitalized. Sorry I caught the flu. I try to hunt them down, but I can't move. Except to turn over and try to stop the chills, nausea, fever, and my sadness for missing something I was really looking forward to. And that was to have F-U-N. Fun. <laughs> my deepest regrets, get a flu shot, for you might catch it from this message. Y you, you won't. <laughs> 
you won't get that's not that's not how the flu works. Uh, with my regrets, enjoy the show and accept my apologies to you. Hope to see you all soon, your singer Julie. So we hope that she gets better, don't we? Now, did anybody here is anybody a diehard Julie Cruz fan and Twin Peaks fan? And did you come here just for that? No. <laughs> You, you're going to wish you raised your hand. Any, anybody? No? Okay, well, there's a, there's a, yeah, were you? Okay, come on up. Come on up. Where are you? It, upstairs, oh, you're up there? Okay. I'm going to leave this down here on this table. That's a, well, it'll just be an honoring, a little blessing. That'll be our little, uh, what do you call it? Altar. That's a piece of nice cherry pie uh, for you. So we've got, got a fork if you need it. And also we're going to do a little something later on. It'll be a little tribute to Twin Peaks because it meant a lot to a lot of people. And I was looking forward to talking to her. So once uh, this is the thing, she was very reticent about talking about Twin Peaks. So guess what? Now we're going to talk about Twin Peaks. <laughs> this whole show is about Twin Peaks, isn't it? <laughs> We'll have a nice little moment later. But how about this? How about we say hello to uh, uh, our, our musician for the evening, Cornelius Loy. It's, it's back, back there. That goes right through you, doesn't it, Cornelius? I love uh, that you're here. This is our first time working together, isn't it, Cornelius? And uh, I love uh, the name Cornelius. Uh, it makes me feel like I'm talking to a vampire. You're not a, you're not a vampire. No, no, of course not. Maybe you have some late nights, but probably not. Now, uh, you, uh, of course, you're part of the uh, Theremin Society in New York, and that's what it's called. That's the instrument that you're playing, for those of you who don't know. There, there you go. And uh, now that's, uh, you get a lot of hand injuries, a lot of carpal tunnel involved in theremin? No. Good. Now, tell me something. As you were a boy growing up in Long Island, were you a part of a lot of teen theremin groups out there in Ronkonkoma and Sagapuk and whatever else? No. No. If there was, you'd... You didn't like Star Trek or Star Wars, which, of course, is a, 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 a mode in which they used a lot of theremin. A lot of people, you have to like either one to actually be in a group like that. I get it. I get it. Well, we, we wish those teen boys well. They're going to they're gonna discover some things on their own. Uh, so, well, listen, I wondered, you know, this is not, I've not, I've encountered a theremin, <laughs> thank you, many times. And, uh, uh, you know, I've even played with Lydia Cavina, who's a real person. If you look her up, that's a big deal in the theremin world. So I wondered if I could, uh, I, I mean, you are a master of your instrument. I don't want to touch your instrument without permission, but is it okay to do something? Okay. Will the mic interfere or we're going to be all right? No, let's come over here. Okay. All right, you ready? Listening. We can oh, gosh. Excuse me. <laughs> I do that all the time, Cornelius. My wife loves it. And people always say, oh, you must just laugh all the time. And you know it's true. I think inside she is laughing. All right. <laughs> That's the part that's a little bit odd, isn't it? That low one. 
Yeah, that's a little bit unusual. That feels what? That feels great. You can feel it coursing through you, can't you? How long you been playing there? For about seven years. Seven, seven years. Since 2009. That's how math works. And uh, you got some, sh- some shows coming up? I do. Um, December 2nd at Pioneer Works with Kemba Fowler, Voluptuous Horror of Karen Black. Great. That's great. That's the one where everybody's uh, nude and colored brightly. Um, naked punk rock wrestling and, yeah, punk rock horror. Exactly my kind of thing, Cornelius. Well, uh, I'm glad that you're here. Cornelius Loy, everybody. He's going to be with us all evening. Now, um, Galinda has really encouraged me to become an apprentice of the healing and the mystic arts. And so part of that experience and part of what is required is for me to sometimes summon uh, beings from other realms. And I thought, since we're all here together and uh, we've got a theremin player, that maybe uh, this would be an opportunity for me to test my conjuring skills. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. This could be uh, it could result in some kind of uh, uh, dragon hybrid. It could involve uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, who was one of our greatest dragon hybrids. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen on, on stage here, but I'm going to attempt to do a little conjuring. So we're going to see... See what happens. Bear with me. Just feel it and feel the energies course through me, tall like a pine tree. Before us, appear before us. Oh, it was so close. I could have. James. Good to see you. Good nice. To see you. nice to see you. Uh, James Havaker. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Listen here, take a mic. We got one, uh, and it's your place. Uh, James uh, runs the slipper room here, ladies and gentlemen. That, uh, so Thank you. I, I feel like. I kind of localized conjuring, I guess, at this point. So it's, um, but it's great that you made it. <laughs> I was just sitting there, and I was drawn onto just, the stage. I feel I it. Well, know I, you it know, I'm going to keep working on it. But uh, thank you so much for letting us be here. This is wonderful. you got a show after this that you're going to be in, uh, Glitter Gutter. Yeah, Glitter Gutter. It's every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Yeah, sounds like a chore at a whorehouse. But what, what, what's actually involved? Well, pretty much the way you described yeah. it. I think it's fairly <laughs> accurate. I'm, I'm an into it. Intuitive? What do you say? Yes, I know uh, words. But so that's a burlesque show that comes uh, out. It's a variety show. Variety show. Yeah, it involves some burlesque, but then there's a lot of circus arts and acrobats and comedians and ventriloquists, animal acts, magicians. Oh my gosh! Jugglers. All on this stage. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's and how long you been involved here? Since 1999. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You've been doing it. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, but now you have uh, other pursuits. You have a film that's coming out? I do out? have a feature film coming out that I'm, a I'd, feature I'd love film. to give a plug, if you don't oh, mind. Oh, well, yeah. Tell. That's why I conjured you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Slipper Room Players' first feature film. We did a production. Uh, it's a dark horror kind of comedy uh, fairy tale 
that involves a lot of the people who perform here on a regular basis. And, and uh, it has actually kind of a David Lynch feel to it, so I think that's appropriate for the, yes. for the evening. But uh, it's called The Cruel Tale of the Medicine Man. The Cruel Tale of the Medicine Man. And uh, it's, it's a morality tale, I would say. Yeah, I would say so, idea. too. But it Im- involves a lot, of, uh, a lot of the downtown performers. That's when, and it's, it's out. When's it's it coming, coming out? It's coming out October 15th, which October is soon, 15th. just in time for Halloween. That's right. And uh, you can get it at slipperroom.com. Or is it, what is it, Johnny? Is there slipperroomplayers.com, I believe? is Crueltail.com. Crueltail.com. See, that? See how easy that is? I'm gonna, you know, that's going to be the default for my browser now. Cruel yep. It should come up because it's beautiful because the, 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 the trailers are wonderful. We'll link to your site. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't expecting that. This has been a fruitful conjuring. Right? See how, <laughs> how easy that is, right? I got linked I'm easy, but I'm not that's cheap. <laughs> well, we're going to look forward to that, the cru- cruel tale of the medicine man. Uh, and uh, James, thank you for, for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, uh, it's my uh, pleasure. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, thank you, Mike. See, you got to have details. You know what you're talking about. James, I'm going to uh, send you back to the spirit realm. That's enough. Uh, wonderful. Well, let's get on with everybody else. Uh, this is terrific. Uh, we're happy to be here. My first guest is a wonderful stand-up comedian, and she has one foot in the other dimension as well, so I'm intrigued to talk to her about that. She's uh, on the CISO. You can catch her on there. She's also one of the co-hosts of the wildly popular Netflix Campfire podcast, where I guess they just talk about all things that you can watch and have in your home. Please welcome Rosebud Baker to the stage. Oh, (laughs) wonderful. Wonderful. Have a seat. Here we are. Rosebud, how's it going? It's going very well. Thank Wonderful. you. Thank you so much. Wonderful. For having me. And d- did you have any relationship to Twin Peaks? Did you ever watch that program? No, I haven't watched no, it. Good. No, good. Okay, well, we'll move on. Um, this, uh, Sorry. This, this is terrific to have you uh, here now. Uh, one of the things that struck me uh, was that you were doing some tarot readings recently. Yes, I've been doing, I'm, I've been studying astrology for 15 years. Wow. Which people don't like um, <laughs> because don't it's not like something it. you really need to study for 15 years if, uh, it is not something you need to study at all uh, it's I have a lot of useful <laughs> knowledge I mean yeah. useless knowledge in my head but um, when you talk about that you mean the um, what is it the the 12 signs the 12 signs and the movement of the planets and whether or not Mercury's in retrograde oh, yeah. and blah 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 and I know all of that stuff and um, well, I hang around comedians all the time, so yeah. uh, as you can imagine, I am the butt of many of their jokes about astrology. Well, I don't like that. No, it's it's fine. I, I always have something to come back with them. You've you know stealed I mean? yourself. I have. Yeah. I've stealed myself. I have an emotional cage. Well, where are we right now within the movement of the planets? Well, um, Mercury just went out of retrograde, which is the planet of communication. Thank right? Gosh. There's always like a few single women that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I hope it's so. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mercury just went out of retrograde. We had two eclipses. Um, so September has been mostly awful for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, almost the kind of thing where if you were doing a show, somebody might cancel at the last minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's the after effect. 
Right, and of, and of course the you know the movie that she did, nobody's here that has seen or cares, you know. So it's one of those things where it, it's. I mean, of hold course on, they've cared. Hold on, Rose. Of course they care. She might listen to it. I'm always yeah. a little too real. That's the problem <laughs> with me. Um, no, but I. So yeah, that's that's what's been going on, and thank but God it's out because now uh, if you're in the communications, uh, it's it's never good when Mercury's. Right. Down. So now we can have open communication and good times ahead. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I uh, went up to the Namaste bookshop the other did you? day. I did. <laughs> have you ever been up there? I have. It's quite a scene. It is. Yes. They could probably dial down the incense to about a four. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's ve- you yeah. Really yeah. It wear a shirt you don't care about is yeah. the thing. Um, it's uh, and it's just packed with people, with seekers, and uh, mm-hmm. really, uh, I know very saucer-eyed fella came up to me, and said, "How can I help you?" And I was, I, was, I didn't want to, uh, you know, I I appreciate what he does, and I appreciate the thing, and I'm on this path now. So I said, "Well, I need some crystals, uh, and I want some things that will promote uh, open communication and good humor." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, I have just the thing," and he said, "Lapis is what you want. Let me see where the lapis is." Huge eyes on this fella. Oh yeah. Uh, Real big. Crystal and so watching he, so eyes. he's pointed out that first of all he gave me one to hold. He said, Here, hold this. How does it feel? It didn't feel like anything, so I put it back. And then uh, he pointed out this one and then first he gave me a cube. I said, Well, what difference does it make what size it is or what uh, size and shape? shape. Yeah, yeah. And he said, Well, this this size will amplify things. I said, Well, I want the amplifier. This amplifies uh, uh, male energy. Get ready. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing it's the shape. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. And then they said the um, the, uh, the the quartz would also serve to, as a little boost mm-hmm. for it. So I bought them both. I don't know, 150 bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, then I also got a tarot deck yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And I so that. I don't know. This is from the Golden Dawn, which, if you're familiar with the history of uh, Wiccans and witches in America, mm-hmm. God bless you, because. Uh, <laughs> It's a convoluted tale. But now, if I, if I were to, when you do a reading, is there, um, uh, and I know you, you need to have your own deck, so right. you don't have to deal with this, but um, is there an energy that you feel inside your body, Rosebud? It, I'm uncomfortable with the way you're asking, but yes. I, no, I'm totally kidding. You wouldn't be the I'm first. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I absolutely, when, there's pe- when I sit down with somebody and... Um, and they are, let's say I'm sitting down with someone who's very skeptical. Yes. I can feel that right away. Um, it's almost as if I'm, I'm like, why are we doing this? This feels non-consensual. Um, uh, we've all had bad sex. That's what a bad tarot reading feels like in the beginning. You know, you're just like, there's no Hands connection up. Hands here. up for bad sex? Yeah. Just me? Okay. Everybody in the oh, audience. Oh, look, there's one over there. All right. Um, so, no. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk later. No, I... Uh, I'll sit, but I can sense generally what's going on with the person. There's a, there's definitely a certain amount of intuition involved. Yeah. Um, and then you just translate, like you read what's on the cards, and it's a combination of reading what's on the card and and picking up what the other person's putting down, essentially. Right. And uh, well, let's let's pick one of these. Okay. And you can just tell me what's going on if you know. Okay. Would I feel the uh, the heat of one of these? I was really drawn to this one. This one has a powerful. I saw you dug powerful for mm-hmm. energy to it. What's that? Okay, Princess of Pentacles. Yep, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> well, it's interesting. You were talking about grounding. Yeah. Pentacles are uh, 
associated with Earth. Yes. Um, now, I'm new to tarot. I'm more with astrology, so I tend to mix the two. But uh, the pentacles are associated with the Earth signs, and you were talking about how, you know, you're doing a lot of grounding lately. You're the clay, you know, and Galinda, was yeah, that your... Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, she's grounding you. Um, yes. I she's a little bit of a princess of the Earth, then, mm-hmm, isn't she? Mm-hmm, yeah. I uh, I don't. It's it's hard when it's not my own deck. I understand. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but you feel in general what I hear you saying is it's a positive card, and our relationship will work out. Absolutely, forever. That's, that's great, Cornelius. You ever do any of that kind of thing? A little bit, I figured. Um, and uh, so, Rosebud, then with the do you do you, do, you, do you make decisions based on the astrology? No, no. No. I make decisions based on... I I use astrology as a guide sometimes, but never before making a decision. Um, I usually have made the decision and then will (laughs) look up astrology to... uh, And even if it's not necessarily in my best interest, I can can kind of like twist it to be like, oh, look, the universe is supporting this. Um, Now, I... That's probably not the best thing to do. I don't think that's what it's for. But I have a problem with authority, and that's why I enjoy spiritual advice, because it never really tells you what to do. It you know. just gives you some ideas it that gives you, might be okay. Yeah, it gives you some open-ended quotes and things <laughs> like that, and you can just be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Um, is, is your Twitter feed just a bunch of that stuff scrolling through? <laughs> inspirational quotes? Yeah. No, not at all. Mostly Good. skepticism. Um but I, that's, that's sort of what's interesting, I think, uh, about me as a person is that I, I'm, very, uh, I'm very skeptical, but I have this other side of, I have this interest in the mystical arts and like yes. 5D reality and, uh, and other dimensions and things like that. What's so 5D? That's a television? Well, 5D, <laughs> 5D is a... Uh, Everybody's going to think I'm a wacko. Uh, but this is what I believe. I'm on board. I, I believe that uh, people are moving into a, a more dimensional reality where the people, those of us who are less evolved um, spiritually, are uh, basically just going to die off. Um, and I sort of feel like Trump... <laughs> Donald Trump is familiar, is yeah. the Pied Piper, and I feel like he's just he doesn't realize it, but he's leading everyone off of a cliff. And um, I don't know what the cliff is going to be. Whether it's going to be, I'm not saying people are all going to die. I'm just saying they're going to become irrelevant. Um, and I think that's that's where we're headed. I think that our minds are expanding, and uh, our, our our ideas of what is of traditional rules are kind of melting away and. I just see it everywhere. So, sure. I mean, <laughs> I live in New York, so it's easy to see it. But I, I don't know how I do in, you know, Minnesota. We'll see. Um, but, be, yeah, that's Be careful out there if you've got a trip planned. Uh, but now... Uh, right? Yeah. But you're from a very conservative background. Are you from Texas? Um, I'm from Virginia. From Virginia. Mm-hmm. I had it real close, didn't I? Somebody's from... Oh, very <laughs> close. He's a real intuit. Intuitive. <laughs> so much of this job is research. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, from Virginia. But a conservative background. That part was correct or no? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, so how does all this fit in with that? Is it a reaction to that or no? 
I don't know because I don't know. I don't remember when I got into it. That's yeah. what's interesting is I, I don't remember uh, ever getting into astrology. I thought that I got into it when I um, moved to New York and I quit drinking uh, because I thought, oh, well, I didn't have a TV at the time. What else was I going to do? Um, but it turns out I was actually into it in college. And some people have s told me that I was talking about it in high school. So I'm like, I don't know when I started collecting this massive amount of astrology books and the things that my mom says are going to make me die alone. Um, <laughs> well, you know, uh, what are moms for? Right. But now uh, you uh, also, so you, well, you said you stopped drinking. You had an issue with addiction with that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Huge addict. So do you feel like there's any element of that in all of this that uh, uh, kind of replaces that addiction? You're uh, a seeker that every, because there were a lot of people oh in yeah. that store. Yeah, absolutely. I think that drinking is actually just like a low level search for God. <laughs> um, I think that when, that I getting like that. drunk, there you go, cheers to that. I, is that okay? Absolutely. It doesn't bother me. All I mean, right. get You're hammered in the comedy for all world. I care. I um, won't do that. I won't do that because I want to <laughs> remain open and focused. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got to keep your chakras open. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's, it's, um, it's a level of seeking. I think that it's a kind of seeking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're uh, getting high or getting drunk, you, you feel pretty connected. I mean, I did. I was like, I have arrived. Uh, this is not bad. Yeah. But then it got bad, and I was like, oh, I guess I got to figure out how to do this a different way. Right. Um, right. And that's sort of... I mean, I thought that's when I got into this, but I guess I was into it before that. Where you then. had some at least inkling of that. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the comedy is going very well for you. You're all over the place. You're about to perform in a New York comedy competition? Mm-hmm. Yes, Coming yes. up. When can people find you there? Oh, uh, um, it's uh, New York comedy competition at New York Comedy Club. Yes. Um, it's October 10th at 9.30. Great. Yeah, and uh, you go head to head against other comics. I go head to head. That's um, how it should be, isn't it? Absolutely. Everything should be a competition. Yes, art. <laughs> I, I especially art. Especially, especially. art. Especially. Yeah, I especially think. Especially speaking truth. Yeah, whatever's, you know, the song of your soul. I think it's best to have yep. that go up against others. Is there a prize? Um, I think so, but I don't remember what yeah. it is. Because I'm not, I'm not a very competitive person. <laughs> well, you should do well. I should be. I should yeah. be. Yeah. And people can find you on the Netflix, what is it, Campfire? Um, it's the Netflix Campfire podcast. However, I believe we might be changing our name. Uh-oh. Um, so if you're going to subscribe, it's on iTunes. You can subscribe this week. And then when the name changes, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what we're changing the name to yet. Okay. But Longer. we used to watch movies, and then we, got, we were like, oh, let's just talk. Um, and it was way more fun for us. Absolutely. So. Well, this has been fun for me. Yeah, me too. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for being here. Can you stick around? We're going to do a little something of later. Of course I can. Okay. Rosebud Baker, everybody. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Wonderful. Now, yeah, scoot down. Like, like You'll Conan? see. It'll okay. Be, yep. It'll be accumulation of wonderful people and ideas as we go along. My next guest. Look how I stood up. <laughs> I heard that, Cornelius. I heard it. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, my wife, she'd be so happy with all these jokes. Um, <laughs> if only she were here. Oh, uh, My next guest, uh, when, I, when I asked him to be on here, he said, oh, oh, sure, that would be great. I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> That's not true. I emailed him about three years ago. 
And I said, would you like to do the show? And I didn't hear a thing. But then <laughs> recently we got in touch on Twitter and he said, well, I'm really in need of some therapy. So I said, well, I'll do what I can. We'll see what happens. He's uh, a wonderful author and storyteller, the host of the Moth podcast, and he's uh, you know on the Peabody Award, humble brag, and uh, he's written for GQ, that's a men's magazine, and uh, he's, <laughs> he's written uh, uh, for McSweeney, something that's rejected me a couple of times. So it's wonderful to have him here. Please give it up for Dan Kennedy. Dan! <laughs> there he is. All right, good. Have a seat. Grab a microphone. Oh, how are you, Dan? I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping to find out. This is, uh, wow, this is great. This is, I'm sorry, I'm geeking out just a little bit because I kind of sure. can't believe I'm on your show right now. <laughs> well, you are, man. You are. It's great to have you. And we're going to try and work through whatever issues you have. Uh, I know you're a little bit troubled. Well, I've been troubled for a while. <laughs> I mean, it's when you reached out to me three years ago, yeah. I didn't really, I wasn't going out a lot. And, uh, <laughs> it was a dark time for you, wasn't it? It wasn't super dark, but it was, it w it was just, uh, you know, I was overwhelmed by simple, simple situations then. Sure. And you emailed me and said, you know, my name's Dale Seaver. Yeah. Sometimes I eat donuts in the parking lot of Lowe's. Cla classic email. In a Ford Fiesta. Yeah, I like you know, to bring and, you in. And so far, everything was adding up. Like, I was like, this guy seems all right. You know? <laughs> Legit. That's how you do it on the moth, right? Yeah. I was like, he seems authentic. <laughs> I've been story sad in my real. life. Would you like to spend time with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and, it. Uh, and and a, handful, a handful of sort of other things about you kind of added up. Um, you were talking about how you'll sometimes... Uh, just get things from the pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, you're going on it. Uh, about like three, four paragraphs into this email, I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> right. But I have some doubts. <laughs> a lot of what he's saying adds up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, think he's, I think he's a good person. Yep. And I'm glad he reached out to me. Uh, and then at the end, you said, you know, why you come down into a performance situation, yeah. uh, a talk to, what would you call it, like a chatting situation, yeah. there'll be other people there, and I, I thought, uh, I don't know what catfishing is, but I was like, something, there's some kind of internet scam going on here. You were nervous, because it was too good <coughs> to be true. It was a little thought. too good to be true. It was like, this yeah. guy seems so, uh, like I love, I, I feel so connected to him, and I do feel like this could be a place where I could talk some stuff out, but, yeah. and then suddenly it was like, oh, by the way, just meet me at this bar. There's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a situation where those, there's Mike, you know, and all this other stuff, and I was like, it's a scam. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's something going on here. I don't know what, but I don't like it. So I took a few years yeah. to lay back. Yeah, yeah. Hit the follow button and then see how things go. Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, things I, I like asked about you, I said, are you on Twitter? And you said, I am on Twitter. And I said, well, maybe he's legitimate. And then... <laughs> uh, That's true. And I did what I do. I did what I do with people uh, who I like, which is, let's, let's give it three years of not contacting each other. Perfect. And I'll see how this feels. Perfect plan. In 2016. <laughs> well, one of the things I like about you, Dan, is you that know. you've uh, assumed a position that my grandfather used to assume <laughs> whenever he was eating at the table. If we went to Denny's or something, he'd have one leg out like that. Oh, would he? And I don't know what was, <laughs> if it was just a circulation thing or what, but that's yeah. great. Now, what I happened uh, <laughs> with the therapy issue? You came in and you saw your therapist was dead? 
Yes, yes, that's a true story. Yeah, yeah. And and was that this the is first why I this is why I was originally I thought why you reached out to me, and uh, oh, some of us clients are getting in touch and uh, over the years. But I just remembered you. I loved your thing. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, Dan. Uh, sorry. That's all right. It's all right. It's all right. We're all here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to her in three years. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> this is why I don't even like you try to. I know. And then everything gets weird. Uh, but, 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 um, so yeah, I did. I found my therapist dead. Was that the first dead body you've ever seen? Um, yeah. In a kind of casual context? No, no. I, I was a really, I was actually a really bad flower delivery uh person in high school. I had a flower uh, delivery job for the florist. And, uh, and uh, I was terrible because I drank <laughs> back then. Uh, you know, you're, you're 16, 17 years old, the legal <laughs> drinking age in California, evidently. Yes. And, uh, and so I was always hungover, and I would always show up at the florist. I'd get in the van. I'd load all the arrangements in, the flower arrangements. And this was in kind of a predominantly like a retirement sort of community in Northern California. Yes. And I botched it so badly. I pulled up to so many uh, uh, wonderful folks' uh, places, and they would they would see the Skyway florist van out the window, and that was that's good news yeah, at exciting. that point in life. Yeah. You're like, I, I, what do I do? I hang out someone, with a florist van and stuff like me. that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they would look out, and I would see them just light up, and I would think that's the best part of my job. And then I'd like open the side door and be like, shit, I don't have the arrangement for. <laughs> For like twenty one eighteen Ponderosa, I left it at the shop, <laughs> and I would. And at that point, you're in this really weird predicament where you're like, "Do I go up there and just sort of tell them?" <laughs> and I always chose that because I felt weird just being like, All right, "I'm just gonna get in and take <laughs> off," you know, like because I decided, "No, that's terrible." They're gonna be like, "Oh, I guess it was a mix up. My daughter didn't send anything from Chicago after all." And so I would walk up and I would say, you have, it was like such a weird psycho trip to do to someone. I'd go, you have uh, flowers coming. And they'd be like, yeah, this is getting a little fucking weird. Like, A, where are the flowers, chief? Mm-hmm. B, is none of this is checking out. You know, I'd be like, they're going to come. They're not here today. I don't have time to go back down to the shop, like 20 minutes away, get them and come back up here, because I'm a part-timer. That's you know, like, like an old person's like, worst nightmare. Oh, my gosh. And it, like, happened. <laughs> you, you, you have something that might be here. We don't know when, but I don't know. I'm Someone's not sure who it's from, you, maybe. but it might get up here tomorrow, you know. <laughs> if I'm not sure. everything. It's terrible. So, so anyway, one day I had a delivery to the funeral home. Yeah. And I didn't, I was, I guess, young and, and unexperienced enough, inexperienced enough to, um, to just kind of go, oh, it's a funeral home. You know, I don't, I'm bringing flowers to it. There's, you know, something going on. And, uh, I w- and there I was alone in that room. So that was my first dead body I ever saw. Oh. And then the second was when I went to therapy, you know, on... <laughs> On that Friday night, but to be clear, you uh, uh, you well, Friday evening walked like in and they had already expired. Uh, it wasn't during the session. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the session hadn't begun. Um, it it it, you know, I I uh, it it 
Sorry, this is a stu- the stuttering is a confidence thing, and we were working on that. Um, <laughs> um, but, but, <laughs> fuck. It's Sorry, once it starts, it doesn't terrible. fucking stop. And you I have have, to use have you been back since? <clears throat> therapy at all? No, I'm l- this is what I wanted to talk to you about tonight a little yeah. bit without putting you in a weird spot. But, um, you know, you just seem, you seem like a person I could kind of talk some stuff out with. You kind of here and there, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I saw the moment. I saw the moment when you were opening bags and the and the Duncan installment of opening bags, and you were in the Lowe's parking lot or the Home Depot part. Was it Lowe's or Home Depot? Uh, it was. This is yeah, Dan's referring to a, a web series that eighty people have seen, and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm parked in a. I've received a package from my ex-wife, yep. and uh, I decided. Who, by the way, I'm and I'm not here to yeah, yeah. drag her character through the mud. Great. But congratulations, because I didn't think, I thought that whole situation with Ginny. It was, was dark. Not, we it we was had a moment of reconciliation, and then I got the package, and it stirred everything up again. And then I drove out to Lowe's by the Gowanus, and had, I ate a, a, a dozen donuts yeah. um, in a sweltering hot car. Very hot. It yeah. looked pretty hot. And then taped it so that other people could see. <laughs> What yeah. was going on for <clears throat> yeah. me? Which to me seemed therapeutic. Like it you was. were working through something. Because yeah. I felt like I was there with you. When you create that. a web series, it's really for yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know. You know what I'm saying. I think I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but there was a moment so there's a moment in that episode when uh, is Lou still the manager? Yeah, yeah, as when far as I know. Lou is in the parking lot, you yeah. spot Lou. Yeah. And he's off camera. I don't know where he is or how far away he is or anything else. He's close. He's, and, yeah. and you kind of, you know what I mean? You clam up a little bit. Yeah. You're like, you know, sh- like you're very much in host mode. I'm not in a place where I can talk to Lou is the deal. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to, you know, as much of that as you want to put out there is as much of it as you want to put out there. I'm not going to ask you about <laughs> it too much. But, but. That moment when you saw Lou yeah. and you were in host mode and you were being totally suave and, and the show was going great and thank you and uh, and you saw him and you just something came over you and that thing that came over you you know that thing that I paused in the in the in the video yes. several times uh, was a feeling that I have so often and it's like I'm scared I, I love people. P.S. I'm terrified of people. Yeah. And that was you yeah. and Lou right there. Because you even said. our relationship. Right yeah. in the next beat, you were like, why am I so, I could give Lou a donut. I got a dozen donuts here. And then, and then I don't think you took a breath and you went over my dead body. <laughs> That's right. Lou's, Lou's not getting a donut. Yeah. And he didn't get a donut that day. I identify with that, yeah. that thing. I and I was, like, I was like, didn't this guy email me three years ago? Maybe we should. <laughs> well, listen, Dan, let me do a reading for you. So we have these okay. cards up here. This will be great. And uh, um, you want to pick a card, any card. I think that's how the pro tarot car, uh, people Is do it. Is that how it works? Yeah, you, you it's how it works. Trust me on you this. You pick the first one. Whichever one you want. Okay, Shouldn't the person who does it? Just okay. pick the card. All right, Dan. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> no, nope, fuck it. That's not that one. Feel it? Nope. I didn't. Here, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. I just don't All want right. it to be like bad no, news. No, it's okay. I know. This is why I didn't want to get these in the first place because I'm scared of them. I'm worried yeah. that we're going to, the saucer I yeah. did, I didn't want to make anything. I didn't want to pick the wrong thing. Yeah. I didn't want to unleash a demon. <laughs> what do I got? Just, Lord just of perfected me. success. 
That's pretty good, and you know what that means. <laughs> I'm so sorry if anyone has earbuds in that is watching that. that you know I what that means. snorted into the mic so hard. The, the Lord, Lord of perfected success. No. You know what I that means. I don't know what that means. I'm pretty excited. That means you're going to have a very meaningful breakfast at some point. Really? Yeah. Or a recent sexual partner has passed. So either way, you're in for it. You have, uh, you have a lot of good dates, Dan? Go on some good dates? I don't, and this is what's freaking me out, because if a recent sexual partner passed, I need to get home. <laughs> oh, no. No, I, I think... Because I've, I've been in the same relationship for a long time. It could also mean passed, like, on the subway platform. I'm not sure that it's death. It's oh, just really? that you'll pass okay. them maybe sometime, and you think, oh, my gosh, there's my oh, sex so partner. Right. Uh, and then <laughs> That's exactly the I way I, I, I tend to exclaim it. Yeah. We'll pass each other a lot. We live in the, in the village, so you're on the same streets a What's lot. What's the worst oh, my sex date that you've ever been on? Worst date I've ever been on. God, really? You want to... One time I accidentally, I pulled up at a four-way stop, and there was... I was... I was 18 years old, 19 years old, and I, I was not accustomed to the ways of the city yet, and this was in Sacramento, California. And I was driving uh, my car, and I pulled up to this stop. It's a four-way stop, and there was a girl on the corner who looked so cool. Like, literally to this day, I'm like, fuck, if I could ever have that look, that'd be my look. It, yeah. was, like, it was like 80s-era stones, but also kind of like a like a glam earlier glam yeah. rock thing mixed with something that hasn't even happened yet. Future. You know what I mean? Future mixed with like future shit alien. that like D Antwoord isn't even doing. Yeah. And and uh, I was like, oh my gosh. And then uh, she seemed to approach the vehicle for a moment, and I was like, oh, I'm being a jerk. I have that suburban thing where I always want to be polite. Yeah. And uh, I'm so glad, by the way, that we're talking. Good. Just unloading. I, I can um, feel you releasing. Yeah. Um, and this was a thing where I thought I was being rude because I thought, oh, she's trying to, and I, oh, uh-oh, you know, the four-way stop. Are sure. you going to cross? Are you not going to oh. cross? So I go, oh, yes. oh, like oh. that, and I pointed oh, at her like like you, you know, and, and like, go ahead. And uh, she, that meant something else entirely, so she approached the vehicle and she said, oh, hi, sweetie, you know, and I go, uh, okay, like the girls in the city are a little weird like this is and I go yeah hey what's up she goes are you dating and I go am I dating yeah. so I go oh god I literally thought this as a young boy kid you know sure. I go oh my gosh she has a crush on me and uh, I'm gonna be living here right over here at Jack's apartment and that's gonna be awkward she's probably from the neighborhood just cut it off right now and I said I am I'm dating and then she goes okay and I was like Okay. Glad it's okay. So I go through the stop sign, through the thing. She crosses the street, going my direction, stands in front of Jack's apartment, and I'm like, oh shit. I realized what I had done. I was like, something, there was a transaction that happened there that I did not mean to happen. I was trying to be polite. I've just been to Safeway. I got a couple bags of groceries. I just want to get into Jack's apartment and make quesadillas. And she, she's, she's, to be clear, she was a lady of the evening? I think she was a lady of the evening, I'm realizing. So ah. I go around the block. Ah. Yeah, I go, this is awkward. I, didn't, I didn't mean for any of that to happen. So I midday? go around. Yeah. yeah. Like mid, mid, you know, I mean, well, well sure. I had been to work and I had been to Safeway. It's probably six o'clock in the okay, summer. Okay, okay. And which. Evening. Yeah. Noon. And uh, That's technically. not midday. No. That's not noon. No. You're not making a grilled cheese for yourself. No. This is like literally quesadilla time and yeah. 
And so I get freaked out and I drive around the block because I'm like, oh, this is awkward and I don't want to, this is going to be, this is just terrible. I didn't mean to. And so I drive around the block. She'll be gone. It's a big block. I drive around uh, like downtown Sacramento, this big square block, and I come back and she's standing there. But this time she's looking at me like, What's the cat and mouse game? Wait, right? you thought she'd be gone because it's a big block? Yeah, I just thought <laughs> there's like four stoplights and it's like it's downtown. It's way too big for her to stay there. Yeah, I just thought when she sees well, when she sees me when she sees me pull away, she'll be like, "Oh, that must have oh. not. I must have misread that misread situation." Yep. And, and well, it looks like he's gone now because it's been like four minutes, seven minutes or something. Yeah. I come back and she's like, she looks at me, so I go, "Oh my god!" So I take off again. And now I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? This is terrible. So I come back around, and and she's standing there. Now she's mad. Yeah. She stands there, because now it looks like I'm just ditch. I'm playing yeah, games. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the game, have you ever been on a road trip where you step out to, mm. to maybe um, yeah. yes, pee, exactly. pee or something, and yeah. then the person, ha, 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 I'm pulling away, and you're like, this is not funny. You Women know? don't like games. Women do not like games. <laughs> no, you don't play that. You play tale. a game with a woman. No, you don't play that game no. with. Sorry. Monopoly. You, none I of might good. be here to help you. <laughs> that might have been what's in the cards. Wouldn't that be but, something? But so you're driving around. So I come back. Yes. She's angry. I finally, then I get this persnickety sort of suburban, like, darn it, it's my right to go up into the apartment. And darn it, I'm taking my neighborhood back. You know, I will not, I will not be made to feel like I did something wrong. Sure. You know, that sort of, it's always sort of in my mother's voice. I wish yeah. it was in like a cool, hard-ass voice. She's pretty mean but um <laughs> but i get out so i park because yeah. there's a space right there i get out i grab my groceries and i go <laughs> i go walking up there just like a you know like a like like just a person in a cable movie okay. who's like i'm preparing dinner darn yeah. it i'm tired of this and and i said listen I don't know what happened back there in the crosswalk. And you asked me if I was dating, and I was very honest with you. I have a, And she all of a sudden just started laughing so hard. <laughs> but it was, like, so sweet. It was so yeah. filled with heart. And she's cracking up, and she literally wiped her eye, and she covered her mouth, and she goes, sweetie, it's, it's okay. And then I said, oh, all right, um, thanks, you know. And she walked off. And, and I would have to say that was a terrible date. <laughs> I think we could agree. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, if you need any tips for great places to go, I would say uh, Penn Sushi at Penn Station is okay. a good one. Is that a nice one? And um, yeah. it's a really nice place. And uh, The heat's not a problem down there? Oh, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. No. That fish tastes fresh. Um, uh, Will they deliver it? Is it weird to ask it for... I don't know if they're on Seamless or not, but... I'll do that sometimes. That is a good... Day, yeah, bring some food back home. Yeah. Yeah. You always have... What was in the quesadilla? Uh, that was actually... This is weird. This is another thing. We won't go into it, but it was the, It was literally the saddest quesadilla <laughs> I've ever made. <laughs> to, this, to this day, in whatever progress I've made in therapy oh. and in, in different work, I, I always say if I'm grateful for one thing, yeah. it's that today I can be hungry for a certain flavor... And, and come reasonably close as a home cook to achieving that. This thing was the most depressing quesadilla I'd ever made, and it's because I was living with Jack. I don't know, Jack, if you're out there, you'd probably never watch something like this or anything. We haven't spoken in 23 years, but... Um, 
You could be I, listening. It could be. Li it, I got a feeling like yeah. with what yeah, yeah. we got. Yeah, yeah. And then, We're sending and some powerful yeah, tentacles out to the universe. He could very well be tuning in. <clears throat> but I'm just saying that, you know, it's because I was, I was living with Jack. Jack was drinking a lot. Yeah. I was drinking a lot, not using you as an excuse. I don't know where the camera is. Um, but uh, <laughs> so things were sloppy. I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Things were very sloppy, yeah. and I didn't give a damn about taking care of myself, and I made a terrible quesadilla. Uh. It had iceberg lettuce. It had white tortilla. Oh. It had... Uh, oh, nobody likes the iceberg right? lettuce. I thought that That's was cilantro really or something. What? I thought, like, oh, maybe. I don't know. I've seen green stuff That's in photos. Not it. Yeah, That's no. not it. And this was... And I was, like, whatever, 19 years old, trying to pull this off, and I thought... Cook it on the burner because I've seen photos where it's kind of blackened. I didn't know anything <laughs> about blackening things. I can cook pretty well now. Yeah. Uh, but, but, and then so I cooked it on the burner. So it had, um, it had like American cheese from the liquor store, <laughs> iceberg lettuce, white tortilla, burned black, and then uh, some, some La Victoria hot sauce on there. And I, it's a pretty good hot <laughs> sauce. It's certainly no slam to... Conagra yep. Foods and can't and make up for the rest. The of folks it, that make that, yeah, and it couldn't pull can't off. make up for the rest no. of it. And it was terrible. Yeah. And it was depressing. And and we, I think we ate half of each of ours, and then we just went right back to smoking camel lights and drinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to post that recipe online if I may. Yeah, <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can. It's also sort of a heartwarming recovery story. Yeah, yeah. I think you we know? could have a lot like, of sad recipes on. You there. don't get a lot of recipes that come with a recovery story. No, attached. no, no. It's it's <laughs> wonderful. You know, that could uh, be a whole thing. Well, uh, Dan, I know we could go on a long time, but I uh, I, I so. feel like we've it progressed a little bit with your um, with your <laughs> issues, and we're going to continue at another time. I think. What's the next uh, project coming up for you? Next project coming up for me? I, you know, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go uh, uh, travel a little bit with the moth and do some yeah. live shows. I'll probably I might tell the story about finding uh, my therapist. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I have some other ones too. Yeah. But so I'm going to go do that. I'll be away for a while, but then. You know, I can keep in touch on Twitter, DM me, yeah. whatever. Like 2019, you're going to be around. We can reconnect. <laughs> no, now we're bonded. Now we'll do it. Okay. Now we'll because get together more frequently. Because that was like, frequently. Jesus, I just opened I up. I, we were, I we were getting this thing going. Dip, and then you were like, you were how about three years know, from right? now we and meet again? Thought, That's too much. I'll text you from I the hotel tomorrow. <laughs> And Good. I'll text you after the Good. show. The Good. The I like the after. late night tweet messages from you. Yeah. That's what I always. I'm, I'm, they're terrible. <laughs> at one a.m. I get a little message. I'm and get sorry. a little tickler. And then, well, I better respond. as Dan Kennedy. <laughs> Thanks God. for being here, Dan. Thanks for having me, Dan. This, this is great, Dan so Kennedy. Fun. Wonderful. You, Slide on down. Oh my goodness! As we move along through the deep night, I've learned so much about you, and this is fantastic. Our next. Guest tonight is an accomplished theater artist. Uh, she's taking a show all the way to Broadway. And uh, we couldn't be uh, happier to have her here. Uh, uh, the show that she's working on is Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Yes. Uh, please welcome Rachel Chavkin. Rachel, come on up here. There, there you are. Little comet music. Thank you. Celestial. Welcome. It was celestial. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you 
on the program. This is wonderful. Welcome. Uh, this is an exciting moment for you. Working on this play, Natasha Pierre and the Great. It's <laughs> such a long time. <laughs> it's a lot of, yeah. But uh, uh, this is. Uh, it's based on a Bob Dylan song, actually, the title. Oh, Jack, is it? Jack, Jack, Lily, Ro- Rose, J- Lily, and the Jack of Hearts. Does anyone know the title? It's a Bob Dylan song. It's based on something that it... Just the title. It could also be just based on any sentence where you have a couple of (laughs) names and then a thing. (laughs) But sure, okay, Bob Dylan. But now, uh, but as I understand it, first of all, thank you, because I gather you've been doing some listening to the program. I have. I've been listening to the podcast. Ah, It's very funny. Doing your research. Thank you. You're doing some research and... Oh, tuning in, getting <laughs> all the vibes. I got that to I'm listen to my friend there. Aaron Markey. On oh, it, which sure, was that's a wonderful episode. Yeah. This is uh, great uh, to talk. Uh, it's wonderful to meet people that have seen anything. But uh, uh, this is <laughs> so rare. But uh, this project, uh, well, I did a little research myself in anticipation sure. of your appearance here tonight, and I uh, I gather that the um, uh, Natasha Pierre and the great. Is uh, based on a little bit of War and Peace. That's true. It's it's adapted from like a seventy-page sliver right in the middle of the novel. Well, I have looked at the cover of that book. It's real good. And <laughs> it's very funny. I you thought, might enjoy it. That's enough for me. <laughs> That's why I never went through AP English. But it's uh, it's a quite serious. Uh, a book. It's, you took a part of that it's, to, it's to make pretty, into the. It's mostly actually a pretty funny book of just Tolstoy hating everyone oh in my his gosh. society and just being like, "Fuck you all! You're hypocrites!" <laughs> and uh, really sticking it to them, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. there's some good sex and some rakishness. Rakishness. Yeah. I've always wanted to be described as a as a rake. <laughs> I think that uh, necklace is doing it for, for me, you. But, uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's a, and uh, that's a, and of course, when you ever, whenever you develop a project like this, it takes a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, Dave and I. So Dave Malloy is the composer, yes. and it's an opera, I should say. It yes. Is, and it once was described as an electro pop opera, and now for Broadway, it is a musical. And yep. uh, but it is an immersive theater experience, isn't it? It's. I mean, we build. Yeah, the theater is designed to feel like a Russian supper club. So we have about a quarter of the audience on stage, and then the actors are constantly throughout the house. But there's not, like, participation. You yeah, that's to, good. Don't yeah, people, don't, people get don't scared by that. No, no, no. That's what I'm a little bit worried with Cats, that I'm going to get nervous again. Really? Yeah. I can't wait to see Cats. I'm excited. I'm excited. It <laughs> excited meant a great to deal to it. me. But that part is the part that I don't love. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just stay up there in the junkyard and... Just a little bit Ride sneak, the tire up, whatever up happens. <laughs> Listen, I tell you something about Cats. I started really listening to that album again, the whole thing, which is not inexpensive, but I downloaded it. I don't know why it's so expensive, but I listened to it again. I think that there's a real double standard going on there. And there's a real class issue that is problematic because you get somebody, oh, Mr. Mistopheles, how wonderful. He's magical. He says he's there, but he's not there. In fact, he was over there. And then you start listening to Mungo Jerry, or then you start listening to McCavity, and these people are labeled as criminals. Uh, And when I say people, I mean cats. (laughs) It's exactly the same scenario. 
Oh, the magical Mr. Mistopheles. There's no one like him ever. Well, in fact, everyone's like him. <laughs> it requires a careful listen. Now, you talk about war and peace. Um, I knew a fellow named Warren Peck, and he uh, collected wagon wheel memorabilia. To the point where throughout his house there was only a small path that you could walk through because everything was wagon wheels and wagons, covered wagons, anything. And his wife would be in the kitchen painting figures to put on the wagons. And, that, and isn't that a beautiful relationship where two people what can the, find each other what were they despite out of? personal odds or differences? And isn't that similar to what Natasha Pierre and the Great Comma <laughs> is like? You okay? Do you need the, the thing? I think, I think I just spit my gun. Oh, no, I got it. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> really caught up in the wagon wheel. I want to, it's like, I feel like that must be a, a, a room in the, um, oh, God, what's the house in, uh, in the woods in Wisconsin? Yeah. What? <laughs> House on the Rock. <laughs> That's what that <laughs> what, what place said. The House on the Rock. The House on the Rock. Somebody knows about it. I, that's a house full of stuff. It's a house full of incredible yeah. amounts of crap. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what were you? Um, what, what, what? What? Did you ever collect anything? Um. Oh God. I had Barbies and that stuff. Oh, I yeah. had crystals. I totally got into crystals for a brief I moment. I saw you admiring decided. mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little lapis. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of pewter wizards. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you play games with them? <laughs> no. Did they cast spells? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want my gum to spit out? <laughs> uh, the, the one did. The one did. <laughs> <laughs> cast spells. Got too real. Um, <laughs> So then, but, uh, but there's also uh, the comet piece that enters yeah, in yeah. Uh, with it. Uh, and and uh, it, uh, okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the pewter words? I'm actually really No, good I don't want to talk so. about that at this moment. That'll be the subject of a later <laughs> exploration. <laughs> very powerful. The memory when you respond to something like that from your childhood and you think, oh, I can see every single one of those pewter figures <laughs> lined up. Does that make me a cool kid? Maybe. <laughs> but okay, so it, it, but the process of getting this thing to Broadway is a long period. You've been working on it for how many years? Yeah, so we've been working on it since 2011 is and when we did the first workshop. That's a long time. With our friends at Ars Nova or with, later? Yeah, so at Ars Nova from... It premiered at Ars Nova in 2012 and was a big success there and then transferred to a tent and then transferred up to Cambridge, Massachusetts and now is here. This is the path of great theater. And now you've added Josh Groban to the mix. That's true. He's the blind singer? <laughs> He touches things on stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's a he's a beautiful singer. He but joined he has, us. But this he has summer. sight. He has full sight. He has. Okay, <laughs> so I I get him confused with the other fella, and uh, of course he's one of the most notorious egos in the business, isn't he? Opposite. It's he's difficult like, to no, work with. No, he's the loveliest. He's so excited about what he's doing, and he's beautiful in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he collects pewter figures, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's Pierre. Well, who's well like I'm a changing my opinion of this you know, guy. Little nerd. 
And were you drawn to musicals always? You have a lot of different projects that are going on that no, always have music. No, I, I started, I come from like the experimental downtown, pretty avant-garde theater. So the fact that I'm doing a Broadway musical is not necessarily the logical extension. But immersive theater experience, when you say that, you one, one might go to the great Richard Foreman, an ontological hysteric theater, what is it? I mean, that was very close to you in the yeah. old space. I don't know if I would have said it was immersive. No, a lot of strings and climbing upstairs and yeah. screaming. You did have to climb upstairs and you got screamed at. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I definitely like the feeling of the theater being on you and in you um, is definitely from the downtown. And that's exactly. something that me and Mimi Leanne, the set designer, and Dave, the composer, all come from. That's great. And it's, uh, uh, but things are okay over there? Things are good? Because I've been in some musicals. <laughs> no, they're, <laughs> they're great. Uh, we, today we were working on the massive, massive dance sequence, which oh. has basically a full cast of 30 people in total chaos. I mean, the whole the whole show is based on chaos. Yeah. So yeah. I, l I love it. I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop, so I can't wait to actually experience it. Lots of vodka. Huh? Vodka. Like yes, lots yeah. of vodka. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. And uh, now... You also had a project called Hades Town. That's true. That was this spring at New York Theater Workshop. Which was a musical. Also an opera. Opera. Fact, totally sung through. And what is it about the great tale of Orpheus and Eurydice that is uh, something that people return to time and time again? Yeah, I mean, I guess, right, it's with the retelling of the myths, it's always ha what is the new spin that you're putting on it, and Orpheus and Eurydice in particular, because the myth doesn't tell you why he turns around. And so having to fill in the crucial uh, piece of information about why the tale unfolds the way it does yes. is like the opening for any writer. I was in a production <laughs> of Tennessee Williams' Orpheus Descending. <laughs> And I played the mean old sheriff who was keeping that town safe from the handsome drifter with a guitar. <laughs> One of the most celebrated roles, I think, in American theater. And um, so what I'm saying is between my musical experience as Professor Harold Hill and my work as Sheriff Talbot, I would probably fit right into I whatever music man. you have, whatever's the next Let's one. work on an immersive music I band would together. I love that. Everyone gets an instrument yeah. and just plays at the same Everyone time. Everyone gets an instrument. Would you like that, Cornelius? You could bring your thing, too. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. And when does the thing open? So we start previews October 18th, and we open November 14th. That's coming up. It's, it's, it's coming exciting. Up I love talking to people right as the thing is almost about to happen. Yeah, we are all just, the room just stank of sweat today. Oh, <laughs> that's so, a good sign. And then, uh, and then the halls had a nice smell of bourbon for yep. post-6 o'clock drinks. Yep, and maybe a little gum. And then definitely, I swallow, I have a habit of swallowing like 30 pieces of gum a day. <laughs> oh, really? So. That'll stay in your body a long time. And that's what they say. Yeah. I have high hopes. <laughs> uh, I, I have I hopes for your health, too. <laughs> well, uh, because you are a theater artist, uh -oh. and because we're all gathered here today, and because Julie couldn't be here, yeah. I thought if you would all do me the favor, and for these kind people, some of who showed up because they love, uh, they love Twin Peaks, I wondered if we could have a moment of Twin Peaks theater for everybody. Would that be okay? It's immersive? Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you some scripts... And uh, we are going to enact a scene that uh, uh, Julie was a part of. And, uh, oh, here's, here's the thing. Uh, I imagine most people are, 
Uh, here, pass that out. That'll be that'll be you. Hold on. Uh, this is uh, me. This is riveting. Um, <laughs> that will be you. And uh, yeah, that that'll go go to you. I, uh, James, are you still here? Yeah. Okay, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be over there with uh, Rosebud. Um, so uh, just to quickly sum up Twin Peaks. This was a, a show, uh, 1990, and what happens is a young girl, Laura Palmer, is uh, murdered and found uh, dead, wrapped in plastic. Oh my gosh, how did it happen? The cops don't know. A uh, federal investigator from the FBI, Dale Cooper, <laughs> comes in and he's like, I don't know what's going on, and they figure there's just mystery upon mystery starts happening, and it's like, wow, this town's pretty wild. There's some odd characters, and they all uh, coalesce and get together and figure stuff out, and they then uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the best friend, Donna Hayward, is going to be who Rachel's playing. Uh, she was Laura's best friend, and she's out to solve the mystery on her own with her uh, uh, rebel boyfriend, sort of, who was the secret boyfriend of Laura, uh, James Hurley, who I will be playing. <laughs> and... Um, of course, Agent Cooper is going to be Dan. The log lady is there. She carries a log around. And uh, Sheriff Harry S. Truman will also be present. This is a scene that happens during the in inside the roadhouse, and Julie would be singing during this uh, piece, and instead Cornelius will be playing a bit of the, of the soundtrack. Uh, I feel as if we might need a couple of props, so uh, bear with me one second. Um, I just happen to have these things available uh, at my home. Okay. So, log lady, here you, here you go. And this goes to uh, Agent uh, Cooper. And you can put this on uh, as well. That's uh, Yeah, you put that on. He had a trench coat on a lot of the time. Um, I'm already ruggedly handsome and kind of a rebel. And uh, Donna, you're just going to look uh, uh, kind of... You know, like, what's going on? But also a little bit weirdly seductive because what's going on between the two? And we're at the roadhouse. You'll hear two names. Uh, one is uh, Harold uh, Smith, I think. And he's been, he was a shut-in. Oh. And uh, he's just been found. Uh, I won't spoil it, but it's not good. And um, they talk about a Maddie. And Maddie is Laura Palmer's identical but also older cousin who comes in from Missoula played by the same actress wearing a dark wig and sunglasses because <laughs> two in peaks. Uh, okay, so here we go inside of the um, uh, roadhouse and James is sitting and just brooding and uh, you'll have to just pretend about the snacks. There's a lot of snacks business for you guys. Um, uh, so, uh, well, here. Here's a mix. What do you like? Party mix. Here you guys go. So uh, take that. Okay. Twin Peaks Theater, uh, if we may, Cornelius, I'll be brooding at the table. You heard about Harold Smith? It's not anybody's fault. He was a sick man. I think he was hurt inside in a way I couldn't figure out. Everybody's hurt inside. 
His whole life was in that house, and I violated that. You were just trying to find out about Laura. James, he's dead. He didn't deserve that. So in walked the log lady and Agent Cooper and Sheriff Truman, and uh, Donna looks intently in their direction, and they all sit down. Sheriff Truman. You're Cooper, Sheriff Troop, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to look awkwardly over at you, and a log lady really goes for it with the snacks. <laughs> and she starts feeding the snacks to the log. I'm not sure what's happening. Uh, Agent Cooper takes a handful. He likes snacks. He gives a weird look to the log lady. <laughs> Maddie's leaving. She is? Yeah, she's going to go home. That's weird. She never said anything to me. Cooper looks really weirdly at the log lady. (laughs) Donna mouths the words to the song. I want you right back inside my heart. It's real seductive. (laughs) James looks sad at first, then surprised, then smiles. (laughs) Log Lady keeps time to the music Cooper looks off in the distance And scene Thank you very much Twin Peaks Theater Ladies and gentlemen Thank you Cornelius Oh my gosh Well that's it Well that's our show ladies and gentlemen Thanks to all of my guests Rachel and Dan and Rosebud and James, Cornelius Loy back there on the theremin. It's been such a pleasure to be with you. Oh, thank you for your energies. And though this night is ending, a bright day is just ahead. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for being here. Deep Night is written and performed by James Bewley with production assistance from Harvest Works in New York City. Music throughout each episode is provided by the amazing talents on the artistic roster of Howler Hills Farm in the great state of Ohio. Deep Night theme by Zach Gabbard, Season 9 podcast icon and logo designed by Samantha Mash. Download episodes directly through daleradio.com or subscribe and review the show on iTunes. Also available on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Follow Dale on Twitter at Dale Radio or Instagram at Dale Seaver for behind-the-scenes peeks into the production of the show and the life of Dale Seaver. Thank you to all the subscribers and supporters of this program, and thanks to you for listening.